Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight. And yes, I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is great and he is greatly to be praised. I give him all the glory and the honor on tonight. He is yet a keeper. And I'm so glad about it. Glory to God. And so, y'all, on today, of course, I'm excited. Excited about my relationship with Jesus. Excited about what God is doing in the lives of his people. And y'all, I'm just, I just, I'm just on a spiritual high. And I wanted to share this on this Tell It Like It Is Tuesday, share something with you all. First of all, I would like y'all to know at the City of Refuge, we had one member to join our church on Sunday. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. And now I'm going to go on with my Tell It Like It Is Tuesday. Uh, this is going to be titled The Fatal Kiss. The Fatal Kiss. Um, I was just pondering on this with, with uh, the Easter holiday, which I do not celebrate Easter because Easter um, is a pagan holiday that has nothing to do. Not only is it a pagan holiday, but it has nothing to do with uh, Jesus Christ being resurrected. So I don't celebrate Easter, but just um, on me, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, um, I do celebrate that because if he did not rise, then my uh, my belief, my religion, everything I stand on will be in vain. So I believe that Jesus rose from the dead and the same power that, hallelujah, that Jesus, that, that same power that allowed Jesus Christ to rise from the dead lives in me on today. Glory to God. So I am excited about that. And that is an excitement that happens every day and not just on one Sunday of the year but anyway as i was pondering about the resurrection of christ um and reading scriptures concerning it the fatal kiss god dropped that in my spirit the fatal kiss and it, it came to my mind and you know you all know i'm gonna give you some biblical background um in the story with jesus being resurrected and all of that before before he actually was resurrected um judas judas betrayed jesus with a kiss for all of the ones that um that read their bible and go to church you know that's what happened and so this is really i'm gonna give y'all a two-fold version of the fatal kiss um the first version of course like i mentioned is about jesus um being betrayed by a kiss uh with judas and so betrayal let me read it betray to betray is to expose exposed to danger by treacherously giving information to an enemy. And so that's what Judas did. Because, okay, Bible background, Bible background. I need you all to go to Matthew um, 26. You read that in your spare time, Matthew 26. But um, the enemy, they was coming after, you know, they was coming after Jesus, you know, his own, his own chosen people, the priest and all of those people. And so Judas went to them and he actually got some money, you know, so 30 pieces of silver, um, in order to betray Jesus. And the sign was that when he kissed him, that was a sign that, okay, this is Jesus, uh, come get him, you know? So, 
a kiss what what got me because back in those days a kiss in the culture in their culture was like a greeting it was a simple expression of respect and brotherly love and how dare you judas you know like come and kiss our lord and savior and it was a sense of betrayal to to sell him to the to be a sellout and so but see the the thing about this i want y'all to realize about this this um version of the fatal kiss is <clears throat> jesus already knew that satan through judas like that judas was going to betray him like he already had knew that and so my thing about it is like even if people try to disguise themselves as friends or family or whatever you you know want to call want to call it or uh however family friends, whatever. Um, sometimes those can be your enemies, but God will show you this. God will show you this and prepare you in advance because <clears throat> I mean, Jesus was God almighty just in the flesh. And so he knew this and he already has said this in a Bible, like, okay, this one you read somewhere else in scripture. I believe it's in, not, hold on, make sure I get y'all the right scripture um it's in matthew and luke matthew well i'm gonna say it's in matthew that jesus knew like jesus knew yes this is in matthew jesus knew that uh satan was going to betray him but guess what y'all jesus did not reveal this to his disciples now if they was paying attention when all of them was sitting around dining then they would have knew because jesus kind of said some things uh while all of them was there and judas was there in the side but they didn't catch on to it and it, if it was god's intention for them to catch on they would have but they didn't even they didn't even know that it was going to be judas to betray him but anyway that and that's another thing that speaks of jesus love and kindness and all of that because jesus you know what I mean look if you they will disciples will love jesus if if he would have dimed him out then oh my god it probably would have been like world war three in there you know they would have tried to attack judas probably but listen that's not in the bible but i'm just saying it was reasoning for um jesus not um revealing that to his disciples at that time that judas was the betrayer but the thing that really sticks out is because this is you when you kiss somebody you are showing respect honor and um it's like brotherly love and all of this but he betrayed him and and with this kiss and this is the kiss of course that now that they they realized the the uh arm the people that was coming to attack him they was able to get jesus and arrest him now because judas picked who jesus was out and then after that you know it went into motion until he went to the cross died and rose so that you know that kiss like that set it in motion because they had captured him at that point and of course jesus could escape but this is all the plan this was all the plan of god so this the thing is to remember with this and again is you have to beware of people that are if they don't literally kiss you but they keep saying words of endearment you know all the, like words all these fancy nice words about you and all of this but and sometimes they have an ulterior motive 
okay? They want to catch you off guard. They want to get close to you so they can so you can reveal something to them or it's a setup for your destruction or for your spiritual death or natural death. So like you have to beware and see again this was God almighty in the flesh. So he already knew. And so like let me read the scripture. Let me read the scripture cuz this is deep. First of all, we need to remember that Satan entered into Judas. That's Luke 22, 3 through 6. Okay, it say one of Jesus' 12 apostles was named Judas Issachar. Satan entered him, and he went and talked with the leading priests and some of the soldiers who guarded the temple. He talked to them about a way to hand Jesus over to them. The priests were very happy about this. They promised to give Judas money for doing this. He agreed. Then he waited for the best time to hand him over to them. He wanted to do it when no one when no one was around to see it. That's Luke 22, 3-6. So, so Satan had entered Judas um, before they even gave him the money, before he did the kiss, before all the, Satan had entered Judas. That's why he really didn't have any, you know, I guess he didn't. He was being led of a wrong spirit. And so, but we're going to see later on that Judas is going to want to come back and repent because, hey, look, I didn't hand it over the Lord and Savior to these people. But it was too late. Like, the people want to take the money back. It was too late. They already had Jesus. Everything was set in motion. And Judas, feeling all his remorse, he hung himself. So that's another point to hang out. Like, you don't have to go and attack your enemies even though you know that they are smiling in your face and kissing up to you in your face but you know that they have ulterior negative motives hey don't even worry about it because he god got you and am i saying that you want somebody to kill themselves no what i'm saying is the ditch that they are trying to dig for you that's what they're gonna fall in and I'm speaking of figuratively, not you want somebody dead because I don't want nobody dead. But you don't never have to worry about and follow up behind these kind of people. Yes, God will reveal to you exactly who they are in the spirit. But it's not up to you to seek vengeance. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. God will reveal that thing. God will reveal it. And prayerfully that they'll be in a state that they can come back to you and repent for the wrong that they have done before something happens to them. That is what we pray because we don't want to see nobody dead. But don't seek vengeance on your own because see, God sees all and God knows all. Glory to God. And so we're going to get to the passage where he betrays him. That's Matthew 26. Uh, then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he saw opportunity to betray him. And as they did eat, like him and his disciple, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And that's what Jesus said, One of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? So the disciples like, Lord, it's me, it's me. And he answered and said, he that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The son of man goeth as it is written of him. 
but woe unto that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. So this had to happen because Jesus had to die on the cross for our sins. But woe to the man that betrayed him. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? Really? You already knew you had betrayed him. Anyway, he said unto him, Thou hast said. Thou hast said. You already said it. Um, And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude, like I skipped down some verses, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staffs from the chief priests and elders of the people. See, this is another thing. I don't care what somebody is what somebody positioned in the church may be because everybody with these titles and positions some of them are possessed by the devil god did not place them in these positions or they may have been called by god but they have now allowed satan to enter them because satan was not always in judas but we see in scripture where I read in Luke that Satan, Satan had entered him before he had did the silver and all of that. So you got to be careful with these people with bishop, elder, minister, brother, sister, whatever, usher, musician. I don't care what their title is because Satan, if Satan enter you, you won't do what you led by Satan to do. And if you are a child of God, you will recognize that person is not of God. That is the devil using that person. And so anyway, the chief priests and the elders of the people is the one who came after Jesus. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign saying, whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, hail master and kissed him. Hell, master, and kissed him. This is what Judas did. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And Jesus still called him friend. Jesus knew why he was coming. Jesus knew in advance he would betray him. He still didn't try to kill Judas. He didn't do any of these things to Judas. But again, Jesus already was prepared for this to happen so on this side of it i want to encourage you all don't worry about those that is smiling in your face and giving you a holy kiss or even <clears throat> shaking your hand because because in our days that's that's similar to shaking somebody's hand because that's a greeting and so listen i know they may be smiling i know they may be smiling in your face again shaking your hand and I don't care where it's at. It can be in a church building. It can be at your job. It can be in the street. Some, some of these people that's doing these things are plotting against you. But little do they know everything that they, hey, or we, mm -mm -mm. everything that they do is working together for your good to fulfill the purpose of God. That's why stop getting mad. Like I said, oh, no, I'm going to rejoice. And be exceeding glad, because great is my reward in heaven. So persecuted the prophets before us. They persecuted Jesus. That kiss sent him to the cross, because Judas betrayed him. His own 
his own disciple that was supposed to be following him. So y'all people that's backsliding and going against the Lord and leaving the church building because people smiling in your face and talking behind your back at the same time. Step, you woe until you, why? Look what they did to Jesus. Look what Judas, we, we talk about the cross, but what led to the cross? Listen, Jesus went through some things. That man sat with Jesus, ate with Jesus, and all of this commune, seen Jesus do the miracles, all of this. And he was the one to betray him, one of God's closest people. So you need to stop leaving God. Come on now. See, that's why God is looking at you like, wait, what is going on, my son, my daughter? You leaving me? Look what I had to go through for you and your sins. Glory to God. And so that's why I always encourage myself through the word. The same ones. High position, religious folk came and seized, came and got Jesus and, and caused him to go to the cross. So why, why, why? You need to stay in God. You need to get angered in God. You need to get stronger in God. Yeah, that kiss was fatal, but it was for God's good. It was for his good because he had to die for my sins. Something, some things in you, I see hope. Some, some things in you must die. So Christ can get the glory. So Christ can live. So Christ can so Christ can birth some things out of you. So give God the glory through it. Get your praise on. Keep smiling at smiling back at them. Praise the Lord. How you doing? Keep being nice to them. Keep blessing them with the blessing that God has given you. Because little do they know what they are doing to you. Is making you more anointed. What they are doing to you is serving a greater purpose. And one day you might have to help them out of a situation. You might have to be there to encourage them. So you got to say, you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to endure it because my Savior, this my example, my Savior endured it. He endured it knowing that it was a great day. He said, not my will, but your will be done. He said that before Judas came for him. That's why you got to have a prayer life. So even though this step, that the things that's going to die in you is helping you. Glory to God. Now we're going to talk on the flip side. Go through, my saints. Go through. Go through. Don't get mad. Get glad. Rejoice. All right, glory to God. Now we're going to go on the flip side because this is another way that it can be a fatal kiss. Now these are for the people that are lukewarm or uh, are cold. Um, the fatal kiss is these women, y'all. It is some wretched women out here. And I'm talking to, because it might be some men on here and the women, you don't need to be wretched. Please do not be one of these type of women. But it's some women out here that are married they're married and they are sleeping with young men. They are sleeping with young men or old men and they're just tricking them. And, and, and with the words, it's just so much flattery. But you don't need, that's a fatal kiss because if you, you, you're going down the pathway to hell and death because God is against adultery. And so even if, okay, even if you're married, you're married and it's a single woman trying to get at you men you don't need to go down her path you don't even need to listen to nothing she had to say you don't need no alone time with her for extended amount no you got your wife enjoy the wife of your youth 
and leave these women alone because a lot of women out here, oh, they like married men and it's disgusting and it's nasty and it's against God and I cannot stand that. So I'm just telling y'all women, don't be like that. If you're single, do not go after a married man. Get your own, okay? Because when you get your own, just know that you're going to reap what you sow. And don't be that desperate. You are worthy of a husband. You don't need to be nobody's side chick. And stop trying to break up a happy home. Even if it's not happy, you don't need to be a part of breaking it up. Let that man get his life together with the Lord and with his wife. He don't need you interfering. So we're going to go on and read about this promiscuous, this adulterous woman. Proverbs 7, 76. One day I was looking out my window. And some foolish, now this is the E-R-V version. Okay, one day I was looking out my window at some foolish teenagers and noticed one who had no sense at all. He was walking through the marketplace and came to the corner where a certain woman lived. He then turned up the road that goes by her house. Why are you on this woman's block why are you on her street you know how she is you you probably was expecting her to come i can't say the bible don't say but really you you on her street okay because it's, it's clearly said that he was he was walking through the marketplace and came to the corner where a certain woman lived he then turned up the road that goes by her house see you was looking for trouble the day was ending the day was ending the sun had set and you know that stuff going at night the sun had set and it was almost dark. Suddenly, there she was in front of him, dressed like a prostitute. She's looking for trouble because she was dressed like a prostitute. And we know how prostitutes dress. Obviously, she wanted him, she wanted to seduce him. That's why she was dressed like a prostitute. She wanted to, no, we're going to read some more so y'all can see the proof. She had plans for him. She was a wild and rebellious woman who would not stay at home. She walked the streets, always looking for someone to trap. She grabbed the young man and kissed him. There go your fatal kiss right there. That's where my text came from. She grabbed the young man and kissed him. Without shame, without shame, because I'm telling you it's some wretched women. I mean, you don't need to be wretched women. Get, your, get a hold to yourself. Without shame, she looked him in the eye and said, I offered a fellowship offering today. I gave what I promised to give, and I still had plenty of food left. So I came out to find you, really, and here you are. Yeah, she came out to find because she always was looking for someone to trap. All right. I have clean sheets on my bed, special ones from Egypt. My bed smells wonderful with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Look at all these enticing words. Come, let us enjoy ourselves all night. We can make love until dawn. My husband has gone on a business trip. He Now, see, right there, his end should be like, oh, I got to go. You have a husband? That's it. That's the end of the conversation. It was already enough, already enough that he kept having the conversation and she already looked like a prostitute. That was already too much because he should have never entertained a conversation with her. But then, after still letting her talk, then she says, my husband has gone on a business trip. That should have been deuces. I'm out. Nope, this woman is married because that's, a, that's really overstepping the boundaries. But he just stayed there, kept listening. Okay, let's go on. 
My husband has gone on a business trip. He took enough money for a long trip and won't be home for two weeks. Really? This is what the woman said to tempt the young man. And her smooth words tricked him. So that's what I'm telling y'all. If there's any men listening, listen. You see a woman dressed as a prostitute, you know she always either wandering the streets or she always in somebody's DMs or she always always in a man's face. Why are you, you call yourself a holy, godly man, why are you taking time with it? Because see, what I'm finding out is people are making excuses for themselves claiming to be a God-fearing, godly man, but the women that you're talking to look like prostitutes, women of the night. So no, you're not a godly man. You're not a holy man because holy and godly men is not going to take up time with that. And I'm not talking about not being nice. I'm talking about you're not going to try to establish a relationship with a woman like this. But anyway, this man, and then not only, not only do she look like a prostitute, secondly, she tried to say like the good that she do because she said she offered some type of offering. So like she appeared to be this good one, but she already said my husband has went on a trip and see her words contradict because first you're going to say about the offering. You had a fellowship. I offered a fellowship offering today. And then you're going to say my husband then went on a trip. Let us make love. Come on now. See, this This is why a lot of our young men is getting entangled in sin because they are having these conversations. The devil will send you what you like. And it's this be, this be the thing. You act like you just blind. And sometimes because the men is not spending time with God and prayer and fasting, reading the word and crucifying those nasty desires and lusts, they will give in to this. Like she will seduce you with her good conversation. Like she's just such a good intellectual person. Oh, she can talk very well and is really smooth and very well put together. She's going to say what you want to hear. But then the way she dressed betrays what she's trying to, like you sitting up here, like the way she dressed contradicts what she's saying. And then she will, as she keep talking, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got a husband. Now that they went and back love all night. What? So, so that's contradicted everything that you just said about the fellowship. Uh, who cares if you go going to church? Because that's similar. You got these girls that say they're going to church or they love God and all this shit. They spiritual. But yet you look like a prostitute. Yet you talking about some, you sitting up here giving the man sexual signals and wanting to have sex with. What are you talking about? So you need to stop lying to yourself, woman and man. You need to stop lying to yourself because you shouldn't have never entertained a woman that looked like a prostitute. You should have never been in her DMs if her Facebook profile looked like a prostitute. And I'm talking about her breasts out, her butt out, her belly out, her thighs out. But yet you pursue a conversation with this young woman. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to yourself because you're supposed to avoid temptation. Flee you for less, but you're going straight forward to it. And if it comes to you, you're supposed to ignore it. You're supposed to, okay, don't inbox me no more or something. But yet you filling into it or you're going after this kind of woman. Because this young man, he, he went on her street around her house. So no, stop making excuses. Stop saying these things that you're a godly man. You're not a godly man. Get in the presence of God and seek the Lord God. Seek his face. But anyway, mm -mm. so she told him her, her husband won't be home for two weeks. All right, so her smooth words tricked him. He followed her like a bull being led to the slaughter because he was a dummy. He was like a deer walking into a trap. 
where a hunter waits to shoot an arrow through its heart. Because that's what's about to happen. An arrow about to be shot through your heart because you listen to her words, you're looking at her body, and all of this good stuff. The woman do not even have a pattern of good works. And when I say good works, I'm talking about godly works. She don't have a pattern of godly works. You just think, oh, I'm spiritual, all this. But you look like a prostitute. And you you say sexual things. Like, what in the world? You don't act like a godly, modest woman. So, anyway, but since this man is so gullible, instead, you cannot let the deceiver keep talking into your ear. You have to cut the conversation off. Hello, ma'am. Yes, I'm going to be respectful, but that's it. No, no, no. I can't go along with you nowhere. I don't want, I can't have this long conversation with you. Do you need help? And even if they do need help, you need to take a trusted female, a trusted male friend. If you're a man, a male friend with you, do not know. Oh, I need you to fix something in my house. No, no, no. I'm going to take somebody with me. If it's that serious and you have to be straightforward with these type of women, cut the conversation short because they know when something is lacking in your life. They know when something is lacking in your life. They are home records. They, they trained themselves and was trained by somebody to do these things, obviously. Cause these type of women, I never wanted, never wanted to be this type of woman, and, and these women is out there. So you need to watch yourself. Um, now, son, oh, the boy was like a bird flying into a net, never seeing the danger he was in, never seeing the danger he was in, cause all he was focused on was her breasts, her thighs, her butt, all of these things like that. I'm saying in a real world that's all you focusing on and good sex but you ain't focusing on the fact that i'm sleeping with somebody else wife and this can lead to death or if she's a single lady i'm sleeping around and i'm married what that's what i'm saying you as a man will be saying that don't even make sense y'all i'm gonna pause right here right now and then I'm going to get back on because my anchor is 30 minutes. And I thought I was going to take 30 minutes, glory to God. But anyway, this is deep, y'all. This is deep. So I'll be right back. Just give me one moment. Okay, y'all. I'm back. But yeah, like I was saying, this say the boy was like a bird flying into a nest, a net, never seeing the danger he was in. Now, sons, now, sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. Don't let your heart lead you to an evil woman like that. Don't go where she wants to lead you. Like, why are you going? Why are you going around her house? Why are you going to her social media page? Why are you going to places that you know she'll be at? Why? That's because you want to fall into temptation. You ain't saying it, but you do. Because you go on all the places that you know she's going to be. Stay away from her. Do not let her lead you astray. Okay, she has brought down some of the most powerful men, seductive women like this, like Delilah and Samson. Delilah and Samson. She tricked this man. She tricked this man. And he had to die to death. Like he, God gave him his strength back on his, on the way to dying. But he died to death because he had, he kept being tricked by these type of women that was outside of, the women that he's supposed to have been marrying. He didn't supposed to mess with certain type of women, but he kept messing with these type of women until he got to Delilah. And that was the end. That was the, that was the end of it. She got him. She got him to reveal what he shouldn't have been revealing. And so I don't care how pretty a woman look, how good she smell, 
I don't care the words that she's saying may be flattering and smooth, but you better watch the end of her conversation. That means the end of her life. How is she living a life according to God's holy word? Because first of all, if she looks like a prostitute, as a godly man, you shouldn't even be talking to him. Right there, point blank, period. Not as an establishment of a relationship that will lead to marriage. That don't that don't even make common sense. So you need to stop fooling yourself and go back to the altar yourself. But anyway, this is so true. She has brought down some of the most powerful men. She has left many dead bodies in her path. Her house is the place of death. The road to it leads straight to the grave. Because, for instance... If you're sleeping with a married man's wife, you could actually end up in natural death. Because a lot of men, I mean, I just heard a story. I mean, a lot of men get real jealous and rage. And they have a right to be mad because you see what they want. But some people take it too far and will shoot and kill you. And it will lead to your natural death. So that's not even a good decision as a male to, to uh, mess with somebody else's wife. You don't do that. And another scripture says, like, her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. I mean, this is a different version. So I've read to you Proverbs 7, 6 through 27. I'm trying to tell y'all on tonight, don't let these kisses be fatal. Men, 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 men. About to get on women, but men, if you listening, don't, 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 don't settle for the okie doke. This You letting this woman drain your spiritual strength, your natural strength, and yet you on your way to hell. You didn't let her get into your mind, your body, and your soul. Man, you better wake up right now because you on your way to hell if you messing with this type of woman. And it don't even just have to be a woman that's married. It can be a woman that's single. And you supposed to be living out the purpose that God created created you for you supposed to be great in god but yet you are messing with women that are not on your level spiritually that is not on the level that god and god's will for your life and th that way is going to lead to hell because like i said before the devil will send what you like and i'm talking about in, in terms of a lot of things sexual pleasure intellectuality or uh, personality whatever but that still is not the one for you that's not the one for you she out here looking like a prostitute like like somebody that you get money for but you at saying you a godly man and you settling oh my gosh you settling and i'm looking like lord lord our godly men our godly men and it, it, and then people like hey why the godly women still single okay well with godly men out here messing with people that are prostitutes and if you're a prostitute on here on tonight i want you to come to the lord i want you to come to the lord because you need to i'm saying you need to get yourself right with the lord get yourself straight before you even think about looking at a man because something you know a lot of times people do that because they're in debt they need money or some people just do it for the fun of it so that's why you need to see god and ask him to clean wash you and save you but what I'm saying on here is on tonight is if you are a man, a godly man, you and you are married and you're listening to me, you need to stay out the path of wretched women like this.
that is seeking. You might not think they're bringing you down, but they start talking them smooth, flattery words. You start having long conversations with them when you know you're married. Why are you having a long conversation with another woman that's not your wife? That is out of that's out of order. Unless it's your mom, sister, somebody like that that you are, you know, your close family members. Now I understand that. I'm talking about like uh, just a regular woman. You simply had a whole long conversation. What is y'all talking about? Now, if she, she will trick you, she may try to have a cordial, normal conversation, but why are you keep calling? No, if it's my husband, no, honey. What are you talking about with her every day, all day? Oh, no, no, that is not acceptable. So you have to watch out for even the conversations that may appear innocent at first, but then it's going to start leading to different things, sexual, especially if it's a woman that may be single so you need to watch yourself and then for um the young men that are single leave these old women alone yes they probably can have good sex they give you some money they give you some food but you are committing a sin against god you are defiling your temple and eventually even if that if that husband finds out he might kill you again secondly you are defiling you are defiling your temple you are defiling the commandments of god so you need to be thinking about that and to us women, women, watch out for these men. Because some men have some flattery words and they will kiss you out of respect, out of honor on your cheek or whatever. But they don't mean it. They might be leading you to the bed. Because men are tricksters too. Of course, we know that by now, us older women. So men will try to try to start the nice conversations at first too. And then later on, it will be revealed and see if you like Jesus. You already could see through, you can see through the smoke. Cause you spent time with God and you know, wait a minute. He just saying that, but he he wants something else from me. He wants sex with me, or or this was a trick of the enemy to get to get me off my steadfastness with God. So you you'll be able to recognize that if you spend the time with God. Now, on the contrary, if you're not, then listen, that devil is gonna trick you. He's going to trick you. So you need to be mindful. And you, We all need to keep a close relationship with God. And don't be in the presence of these men. Because these it be men that go to church. They go to the church building. But they don't want to be saved. They're just looking for a woman to trick. And so so either, either one, he can have sex with her. Either two, you come and find you a good wife. But you is not even saved. Holy Ghost filled. And you still running the streets. Or you still a cheater or a liar. Or you still don't want to serve God. But yet you think you're going to find or you want a good, holy, saved woman. Are you kidding me? So it's either one of that. But you can see through him because, first of all, women, you don't reduce your standards. You don't drop your standards. Like, I'm Holy Ghost and saved. Holy Ghost feel and saved. I'm not going to drop my standards and marry somebody else that is unsaved. I don't care how sweet you talk. First of all, I'm going to ask you. Are you saved and filled with the Holy Ghost? If you're not, I have nothing else to say to you. I don't want to have a conversation as far as relationship-wise, and, and I'm going to live it even. You don't want to, I still don't want to talk to you in a long-term manner, like conversations every day. No, because I'm waiting on my Holy Spouse to come accept me. So I'm not about to be on the phone talking to you, wasting my time. I don't want you to get close to me like that when I know my Holy Spouse is coming. So, no. I'm about to cut you short. No, I don't. But I'm talking about y'all, you that don't know who your spouse is. If you see that this person is not saved, 
do not have a conversation with him because it, it, it will turn into a conversation, but you're going to be like a sheep going, a sheep going to slaughter, something darting in your heart later on like, the, like this um, man was because he, the devil is shrewd. He know how to talk sweet nothings in your ear and then get you all gullible and then, oop, oh, well. Now, now it's done. I mean, it's just a done deal. So I'm just telling, I'm encouraging you all, you all, please, 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 seek the face of God. Do not, do not spend all of this time with someone. If you're saved, I'm saying, if you're saved, do not be wasting time with someone that is unsaved. I don't care how good they look. I don't care what job they have. I don't care if they go to church. If they're not saved, if they're not living in obedience and submission to God and their pastor, then that is not a person that you should be pursuing a relationship with because eventually you're going to receive that fatal kiss and it can lead to your spiritual death. And sometimes it can lead to natural death. I've seen it happen. So I'm encouraging you. Seek the face of the Lord, stay in his face, and he will reveal to you who is for you, who is against the will of God for your life. He will reveal all of that to you. Stay in the presence of the Lord. Stay in the presence of the Lord. And so I pray that this episode bless somebody on tonight. If you have not been filled, or excuse me, if you have not been saved and born again, I encourage you to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is found in Acts 2.38. We cannot go into those pearly gates, which is heaven, without being born again. You need this salvation experience. If you need more information about the salvation experience, how to stay safe, single, and holy, I need you to hit me up on Facebook at Takia Wally. T-I-K-I-A, last name W-I-L-E-Y, on Instagram, Holy Lady T, Holy Lady T, H-O-L-Y-L-A-D-Y-T, and I'll be more than happy to explain to you about the salvation experience, how to stay uh, holy and abstinent, yes, 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 we love abstinence, holy and abstinent, abstinent during your single phase, glory to God, because I am still single, and I've been practicing abstinence for over 13 years now, I'm still single and practicing abstinence, practicing, practicing abstinence for over 13 years now, glory to God, and so I can tell you, and I'm awaiting my soon coming king in the natural, glory to God, he's coming for me, and my uh, soon coming king in the spiritual, which is Jesus Christ, but hit me up if you all have any questions or any inputs, anything else that y'all would like to see done or heard about on this podcast. Well, I hope everyone, everyone, everyone watch, beware, beware of the fatal kiss. Well, again, everyone have a blessed night. Peace out.